0: what's up y'all welcome to the ride share rodeo uber lyft driver and gig economy news sponsored by uber ridesharerodeo.com. rideshare rodeo.com i'm your host sj and we're gonna get it on so next week um we're gonna try we're trying i'm trying to put something together hoping it comes together in time um we're trying to do uh actually what would be this weekend, we have one of the people from WithPara, formerly autonomy.jobs with para.com now, um is going to be here in Denver and I'm trying to get together uh um Jimmy and I from with para and I are trying to get together while he's here in town and see if uh we can't do a live um podcast we'll do whatever it, that would be on youtube on the weekend on saturday and then uh we would obviously rebroadcast that into the podcast next week um but i do we are hoping to do that we've never done this before um waiting to get in touch with david pickerell this week see if we can work this out uh, because there's some things we wanted to, that we're working on together um as well as their project that um we're all working on as well so basically uh well it would be a cool endeavor and if we get it together um we'll post that all over social media and make sure that um, you guys all know about that by the way um if any of you guys are big facebook people i forget that so many people are i'm not um we do have a page up on facebook if you go to our Website page UberLiftDrivers.com, and you click the Facebook link in the upper right hand corner uh, on our social media links, you'll be taken to our page. Um, you'll notice that the page is managed by a the person in charge of the page, uh, Uber drivers Uber Lyft drivers uh, Denver and worldwide. You'll notice that the the person who runs the page is named Art Vandelay. Um, which probably many of you can remember from a famous Seinfeld episode. Um, that is me. <laughs> I am Art Vandelay in this scenario. Uh, I had a, a personal Facebook account that for years has been turned off, deactivated. I don't. It's not really deactivated. It's still there. I have not logged into it in many years, so um, really not all that familiar with what goes on on that. And I have it so that it's closed. You can't post all this stuff. So I, I don't know why. A couple of times I tried closing the account and uh, they never fully deleted it out. And now I'm lost in some... Thing where I just don't even want to try and log in because if I do, it shows me as active. I tried this once many years ago. <laughs> and I've been off it for many, many years, oddly. Um, but anyway, this is Art Vandalay account. I never really use. I only use it when I'm posting for UberLiftDrivers.com or RideshareRodeo.com. Um, but so if you get there, because I had an email from somebody asking me, you know, did we have a Facebook presence? And I've, I know I've mentioned it briefly, but yes, we do, but it's... Um, you know, it's, uh, uh, I just post articles there. I'm not really as as onto it as I am our Twitter page or some of the other things that we do. Um, I will try and get better at it in the new year. I just really um, am not a big fan of Facebook, but I'll try. I know a lot of you guys are out there. And uh, maybe, you know, we've got a lot more followers on there for the little bit that we do on it. So, Obviously, I need to make that uh, a little bit more of a priority here, and I will do so. Um, And to the person who emailed me on that, uh, I am on it, and uh, thank you for the email. Again, you can find, you know, you can search Uber Lyft, Uber Lyft drivers, uh, Denver and worldwide, and if you find that, you'll see our logo, um, you know, the peaceful protester, with the Rideshare Rodeo uh, ventilation mask over his mouth. Um, that is our logo. And uh, if, if you see that, you know you found the right page. We actually have two pages, one that is just for Rideshare Rodeo and one that is for UberLiftDrivers.com. Um, the, the Rideshare Rodeo one has like three people that follow it. The UberLiftDrivers one has over 200. But again, we don't do a ton, so those numbers can both be built. I'm trying to decide... Which if I'm just gonna keep Rideshare Rodeo is just a posting for the weekly podcast and then Uber Lyft drivers for the um website articles and discussions or if there's a way to merge those together or what. But for right now, that's what's going on. Um if you see Art Vandalay, uh again, um uh, we don't have George Costanza in the house, so that is me in this scenario. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just wanted to make that clear. We are on Facebook. Um, That said, uh, so last week we said real quick that the Uber stock is soaring lately. And, uh, you know, there's some really, there are some good reasons for this. I want to point them out real quick, though, because I've had, I actually have had quite a few emails in the past two weeks, but probably 80 or 90% of, of those emails have been in the last week. So we've had a bunch of new followers. We've had a... There's been a lot of uh, activity. I don't know if it's people going on break, um, but it's been unusual activity, unusually high. Even though we get a lot of traffic on the website, we get a lot of listens on the podcast. Um, We've had new demographics, and we have worldwide demographics. We've had new places in the world listening. Uh, We've got new places in the world pulling up our our website um, and lots of traffic, so... Uh, keep the emails coming, UberLiftDrivers at gmail dot com. In the new year, uh, I'm going to make that Steve or SJ at UberLiftDrivers dot com and Steve or SJ at uh, RideshareRodeo com will come directly to me, as well as a f- finally a new face to UberLiftDrivers.com. dot com. Um, so to get all the confusion out of the way, um, UberLiftDrivers dot com will see a website overhaul that will launch in 2021, like basically beginning of the year, probably one or two weeks in. We'll have a new face to the website, if not right out of the gate. Uh, But we'll see how long that takes. I already have the template that I'm using here. I'm just trying to tweak it out to our needs for a little more graphic interface. And also ridesharerodeo.com right now lands on a landing page where we host it on Podbean. But... That will land in a um, embedded ver- in an embedded page on uberliftdrivers.com that is uberliftdrivers.com backslash rideshare rodeo um, in the new year that will be you can find all of the stuff there, same as on our Podbean page, only you'll be visiting it'll all be within our contained uberliftdrivers.com website. So if you type in rideshare rodeo.com right now, you will go to the page where it's hosted and you can listen to all the episodes right there. All that will change is if you type it in, in the new year, it will go to the new location of the page on our Uberliftdrivers.com page. So basically, com people, people listening to the podcast out there right now, um, com will always take you to where you need to be to see all the episodes, hear all the episodes, and uh comment, participate, whatever you want to do with them. Uh, but we're trying to kind of get it all moved into the one website. So in the new year, we'll see all that happen. Um, okay, back to the stock. I, I want to talk about the Uber stock soaring because I'm afraid that some people are getting the um, you know the feeling like, is it that time to invest in Uber stock? And personally, no, I, I don't think it is. I think that Uber is doing a ton of things correctly for the first time. Now, wait, pause. At the same time, they're doing a ton of things correctly. They're doing just as much incorrectly like we're used to or incorrectly. (laughs) So don't get me wrong, but here's what they are doing correctly that is adjusting, I think, the Uber stock going up. Um, First, they've unloaded all the dead weight. So Autonomous is being sold fully instead of just... You know, slicing out little pieces to divisions and pairing up with Yandex and other companies. Instead, the whole the whole enchilada is being sold. So that's awesome. That's needed to happen forever. It's dead weight. Micromobility, already gone. Dead weight. Um, Uber Air is... Um, Is being sold and it's almost being finalized right now with Jobby Aviation to be taking over the complete Uber Air, meaning Uber Air won't have a say in their business anymore. They are full on uh, liquidating that portion of the business. Again, these are the three sectors that forever I've been saying need to go. I mean, last week on the podcast, I was talking about how Uber, I was proud of Uber for selling autonomous, for getting out of micromobility. Now all we needed to do was sell Uber Air. And a day or two later, all these articles came out. Um, and you can date them to, my, to when I launched the podcast. But they all came out saying Uber Air is now being sold. So here we are. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I, I don't have a magic crystal ball here. But, obviously, I do because everything I say on the podcast seems to come true. So, maybe I should start saying things like um, Uber next week will pay their drivers three times as much as they have been. Let's see. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Let's just put it out there and see what happens. Um, another reason for the stocks, uh, for the Uber stock doing well is um, that by getting rid of all the deadweight and autonomous micro... And Uber Air, they've shifted the focus back to rideshare, which still is suffering from the COVID pandemic. Clearly, I mean, that's not even a question. It's around the world. It's a problem. Um, You know, it's not down a certain percentage. It's down to eighteen to twenty percent of where it was last year to date. So it's it's crazy. So, but what Uber has done this year has is made you know while getting while dumping the dead weight, which was Billions of dollars of wasted money. Okay, so we needed to. They needed to recoup that, um, and they're doing that right now by selling off all these divisions for good. But they needed to focus on rideshare, which we've been saying forever. Okay, and before and even before the pandemic, we were saying this. And now with the pandemic, Uber has entered grocery space, and they've really blown up Uber Eats. Not only with the postmates acquisition, but because of the covid uh pandemic um, we all know that app based delivery services are kind of blowing up and they're through the roof right now so and they have been this year I mean look at doordash alone who's going to i p o this or i p o shortly into the new year um you know they're doing that obviously because they will never see better numbers than they are right now, even though they're dashers. Uh, the people who work their platform are not being paid well, just like many gig workers. So um, I'm I'm thinking in 2021, I'm going I'm to call this right now. I'm thinking we're going to start to see some revamp of the app-based delivery or the app-based uh, gig platforms. I know that a lot of people don't agree with this. They think that the, they've gotten away with robbery forever. But they've kind of hit a point where it's you know California proposition 22 passing too that also helped is helping the stock clearly because it's allowing workers to remain independent contractors and that wasn't a force feed thing that was voters in California voting by over 6 million votes so overwhelmingly voting that they want to be independent contractors so um, that passing you know I know that Uber's kind of going to other states, but they're going to the other states that were are watching AB5. So, they're going there with with the Prop 22 kind of platform saying don't do this, you know, we've got this as a landmark to the case and we could do this and but I think that we're going to see some balancing because one thing that I can say for certain is that new drivers are not a dime a dozen to come by anymore. And right now during the pandemic, They don't need many drivers. They barely need the ones on the platform who are willing to work in these these conditions. However, when life gets back to normal, um, a lot of people have let go of their cars during this pandemic. A lot of people decided not to buy a new car, have sold things, whatever. If they're home a lot more, if they're working from home, they might have dumped a car. So I think that when we see a bounce back, it's not just going to be, oh, it's back to normal. I think we could see it be way beyond that and a lot more transportation than we've ever seen on the rideshare platform. So therefore, there, I mean, if you're a company of that size and you can get through this, then, you know, obviously, um, I think that the rideshare game is not in dust anymore i think it will bounce back and right now they have they have the app-based deliveries and grocery platforms to get them through and rideshares shares there for the people who need it now um you know when will that be who knows but um uh, i do think that you know i do think that regarding the stock so i had a couple people ask me about this okay um i I absolutely am not somebody to call a lot of stocks or that kind of thing. you know i I have done my due diligence on things i 've invested in in the past or whatever. However, I would not say is now is the time to invest because it did hit its high, but the Dow also was hitting thirty thousand for the first time ever, and Uber hit its high. And it's been dumping off dead weight. It's been refocusing the brand to what is working right now to make some money for the company, even though they're losing. Um, but it'll put them in the right place to be focused going into the new year. So we'll see. I, I'm a I'm a big uh, I'm a big believer that rideshare will bounce back, and hopefully during that time, companies like Alto who are now live starting what today today in LA. Um, Uh, like Alto and and those hopefully other companies will come into the market to at least maybe they won't be the giants that Uber and Lyft are, but maybe they'll at least, uh, you know, put out enough competition that makes them revamp it a bit to be more money for drivers. So let's, I'm going to put that out in my crystal ball. Let's see what happens. More money for drivers coming up on these holidays, especially you drivers out there driving right now. So um, let's see. So last week, uh, the EU's top court ruled that ride-hailing apps that put passengers directly in touch with drivers are online platforms. Okay, so this is what Uber was initially fighting AB5 with—that we're not a we're not a taxi service; we're an online platform that isn't is a middleman placing people wanting rides with people accepting rides. And we don't have a say over the, over the, the drivers. So they're independent contractors who use our platform as an internet service to get their rides. This was the initial defense. And then they started modifying that and tapering it down. But in the EU, they just held that strong that they are not a, you know, they are not a taxi service. They're an online platform. Um, Further, the, the EU court said the service is not an integral part, quote unquote integral part of the service. So they're saying that Uber is not <laughs> is not an integral part. Of Uber passengers being able to use the Uber app, which is kind of you got to wrap your mind around this one a few times because obviously without the Uber platform and them being the middleman, their passengers, customers can't get in touch with drivers. So I don't know about the integral part thing because um, how would the drivers get your business if Uber's platform wasn't there? So it. It is an integral part. That's an odd part of the ruling, I think. By the court ruling uh, that Uber is an internet company uh, in the EU, they will be regulated under the EU's e-commerce directive. Uh, This will shield them from direct liability for hosted content. So basically, they just bought themselves an out- in the eu that is pretty crazy because um they did that really quick i know this has all been going on for years there's been lots of rides there's been lots of rideshare uh news over there and the same kind of things they're facing over here but they put this one to bed real quickly just by claiming the saas or the internet company um internet service so again i don't know how it took so quick over there in the eu i'm looking for more on this ruling but all the articles i just see just kind of were like bam you know it happened this the top court ruled that that ride hailing apps are uh are online platforms and they're middlemen and, and you can't take you can't hurt their online service unless you want to go through uh the EU's e-commerce directive. And I don't think that you can touch that because if you look into what that is, it actually does protect a company like Uber if it falls under that umbrella. Now, does it? I don't know. But the EU's top court says, yes, it does. And that should put it to rest. So here locally in my market, um, the Denver Regional Transportation District, RTD, has partnered with Lyft to launch ticketing for public transit, making Denver the first region to be able to purchase RTD fares through the app. Okay, so Denver's the first market to use Lyft to be able to purchase uh, uh, our train tickets, um, bus tickets, um, rides to the bus state, bus lines, everything. All of it can now be done through the Lyft app, okay? Okay. Now, if you go back about exactly a year on UberLiftDrivers.com and research, if you just search, I think you just have to search on our website, um, Uber uh, RTD or Uber Denver RTD. And you'll see about a year ago, this same article that Uber had finally with uh, the Regional Transport District of Denver RTD had developed this system. And it was integrating it with them, and they did, and Uber actually had this running for about four or five months Now, the pandemic hit and i have i don 't know if that 's why we never really had news that Uber was stepping out of the RTD app and being part of that with rtd it just kind of ha- like we 're just seeing the news now that Lyft is taking it up, so i didn 't even realize that i 'm a driver of six years, but who 's been down since the pandemic. Um, mainly working from home on other gigs and doing other things. Um, but my two primary gigs when the pandemic hit production work and rideshare, both of those have collapsed this year. So I'm at home reinventing all the wheels and speaking on my knowledge and running the website and keeping it going so that when we can bounce back and, and, and things do bounce back that, uh. Um, that we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, I mean, hopefully we get to a point where this thing, actually, this, this COVID pandemic actually gets buried to a degree where it's safe again to be back out there. Um, I know that we're, we do hear about, you know, still rider, drivers, uh, passengers, um, even though Uber would like to hide it, we hear the news that, you know, people are catching this most likely on Uber rides and you can't place probably exactly where, but most, a lot of people have been able to really narrow it down a lot because our lives aren't as, I don't know where I caught COVID because I go about my day every day because our days have become a lot different. I think it's a lot easier to narrow down wh- where you might've contacted something. If you do catch COVID and let's say you you've been on stay at home orders, you've been at home and you take a uh, Uber to the doctor and uh or to the grocery I, I don't know maybe you know you've been home for a couple of weeks you take an uber to go do something you have to do a must do you come back home on an uber um two different rides now you're back home you're back into your stay-at-home orders and six days later you get covid um and there's been no change in people you see in your life and all this most likely you can equate that to you got it from that uber ride so um you know i don't know uh we'll have to see I, I i mean we we know people are still getting it from these rides it's, it's it's another you know issue to all of this is you know the it's still not 100% safe you know there are like airpod that we had on the episode 16 tony fumano and uh, there are people like him that are doing things, too. But Tony's still, in my book, stands head and shoulders above the rest. Uh, good good product from Tony to be have, have you in your own little AirPod so that you, the driver, and I know he had it so you could just do the back from the front, but I liked it, the way it was wrapping the driver um, but so that you were a little more protected and so were your passengers. But the question I do have back to the RTD thing is that if Uber gave up on this, Um, at some point around the pandemic, I'm guessing again, I'm just guessing. I I don't know guys, but, um, why is Lyft taking this up? And why does Lyft think that it can do what Uber couldn't do? That part, I don't know. And, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what that is. I mean, I don't think Lyft is offering a better fare than Uber did. Um, I don't know if it's that RTD had some costs, incurred in there that Uber was putting into their loss sheet or whatnot, but um I don't think Lyft is in a position to take on losses because while Uber stock is doing so well, we know that Lyft's value has just collapsed. I mean, people talk about that it might have some si- signs of life coming, but um I don't see them as much as many people do, so I guess we'll have to just see on that one. All right, I'm going to take a step away from Uber for a second. Have you guys... Seeing these articles on Daniel Boyce, do you know who this guy is? Okay, so Daniel Boyce pleaded uh, last week guilty to wire and securities fraud. Okay, Boyce founded Trustify, and I think it it used to be called Flim Flam or something before that. But when it launched anyway when it launched it was trustify he, he first initially founded his Flim flam for like a year changed his name to Trustify and in 2015 um, trustify was born now Trustify was a app based delivery gig that could put uh, consumers in touch with private investigators at lower at low rates. Um, What I have to ask about this is that uh, why, (laughs) you know, first of all, private investigators are a sketchy thing to be hiring as it is. And if if you're trying to find out something on somebody, I would hope you first do your due diligence on the person you're hiring to find the information about them. But on an app-based gig platform, you can't do any information on finding out anything about, (laughs) <laughs> about the private investigator if you're just going to be, like, shopping by price. And if it and that's what it was, was the lowest rate type thing, just like a lot of these apps. Now, I'm already unsold at what I've told you so far. This company, Trustify, that's going to put you in touch with private investigators at low rates, it sounds sketchy, and I don't want to, even if I've never had to hire a private investigator, hope I never do, I can't see a reason why I would, um, but if I did, I would not do it through an app and just blindly throw a, a dart at something. I mean, that's that's almost like uh, picking up Soldier of Fortune magazine and hiring a hitman out of the back. You know, it's like that'll be the next app, you know, hitman for hire. Um, and you'll just go with the lowest price. I don't think so. I don't think you're just going to type in an address and upload a picture of the guy you want off and go, "Well, this guy will do it for 2 grand, but this guy will do it for 500, I'll go with the 500." <laughs> and I'm not I'm not advocating killing people. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't think that should happen. I don't think there should be hitmen. I don't think any of that. Okay, I'm just saying that it wouldn't shock me at this point this year. We've seen a we've seen a company that was uh evicting people come out and be proud of the app, but anyway let 's go back to this guy. so Trustify was founded in two thousand and fifteen by this guy, Daniel Boyce. He said that it was his divorce that inspired him to start the company now eh, okay um, divorce can be an ugly thing, and I can see where you might have got you know might have got some ideas during that time so Boyce admitted in court that he lied to investors to create illusion. They were making millions of dollars of revenue. Hmm. That sounds familiar to a guy named Travis who owned a little company named Uber before it was public. Doesn't it? Hmm. Interesting. As my son would say, um, but that's exactly what had happened was that Travis was bringing in friends and just, I don't know what, if he was giving them illusions or if he was just getting millions of dollars thrown at him. But regardless, it's kind of the same story. So in 2015, he was doing this, okay? Fast forward to 2019, and Daniel Boyce had raised $18.5 million from 90 sources. Wow. But the records say um, most of the money was lost to fraud and failure. Whoa, 18 million lost to fraud and failure based on a company that was going to be private investigating people. I mean, when I first saw this, I was like, okay, it's a startup app that we're going to have a story on here because i don't i guess i I think the name trustify rings a bell but i don't really remember (laughs) i'll need to look up their logo too um but i didn't think this was like 18.5 million dollar big deal with 90 investors or 90 source investments um who these type of people would normally have a better you know, scope on not investing in this, especially by 2015 to 2019, we had already seen the Uber thing going wrong with the investors. So why are people investing in this? Anyway, everything was to fraud and failure. Um, check out UberLiftDrivers dot com If you want to read the full story on this, because there's a lot more to this guy. He's kind of like disgusting and despicable in my book um but this guy was spending millions on his personal life like flying his son to summer camp or uh on a on a private jet um, his whole wedding he rode off so i think there was a time span of 11 months where he used 3.8 million dollars personally That was company money. I mean, this guy is outright a blatant thief, which I guess makes the story a little different from the, what I was relating to Travis and Uber, because they still haven't admitted they're blatant thieves. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Um, but I wanted to point that out because I just thought this was a funny a funny odd story. I mean, I wouldn't – I'd love to hear this guy's pitch from 2015. I would love to be a fly on a wall when this guy was doing his initial pitches on why people should back a private investigator app based on lowest rate. I mean, the private investigators, it seems like the type of comp- people, companies that want private investigators – wouldn't be rate shopping it seems like the type of people who use those type of services aren't about the rates um low rate services are the type of people who in everyday life wouldn't hire private investigators because they can't afford them so why would why would you want to low rate the ones who are out there and who do probably have you know can Help corporations and things out when they need background things done or whatnot. But why would you want to lowball things and make the throw that whole sector into the gutter? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think we've all seen the news this week, uh, just the last couple of days, that Uber is appealing the. U.S. Center for Disease Control to have drivers qualify for early vaccinations for COVID pandemic. Um, the company wants drivers to be designated, quote, unquote, non-health essential workers. Okay, well, duh. Um, Uber lied. From the beginning of the pandemic, Uber lied for months about getting its drivers PPE, um to protect them from covid in the pandemic uber promised uh to help drivers that contracted covid-19 um with financial and getting them back on the platform when they were well and as we discussed with uh uh legal rideshare in i think episode 30 um a couple episodes back uh you know, they did a they did a fundraiser for Uber drivers. This is Legal Rideshare dead. Bryant at Legal Rideshare did a fundraiser for drivers of Uber who contacted COVID because um What Uber was promising to the drivers, they weren't providing. They were just lying. It was a PR stunt, as always. And even Bryant on this uh, podcast on episode 30 says that. He says that, well, Uber wasn't living up to their obligations. We felt we had a place to help, and so we did. They just, out of the goodness of their heart, were help. you know, started a fundraiser to do that. So um, Uber again lied that it was developing... um, New technology that was facial recognition technology that was going to be able to determine if passengers and drivers had their mask on at all times. And actually, in the beginning, it presented this. I had to go back and look, but it is true, as that there was going to be video running the whole time you were on the ride, and that if a mask was taken down or whatever. This was the initial come out statement. But then they buried that, and then they kept saying it was being developed. It was going to be developed by um, beginning of May. And then at the end of May, they said, it's done, here it is. And it was n- no development. It was the same facial software that they've been using to make sure that we drivers are the right people driving um, for the past four years. So nothing new happened at all. Um, and since we have discredited that in every way, we, you know, we make jokes. We hold things over our mouth. We move our hand up over our mouth. When it says, take a picture without your mask, you take it without the mask. This is take one with your mask and you just move your hand up over the, over your mouth, uh, nose. And it says, thanks for verifying. Okay. The passenger portion didn't come out till a couple months ago and then it flopped and people had to be caught before the passengers had to use this. But now we are essential, and uber wants to make sure the CDC knows that. It seems like that timing with the prop twenty two passage um, that uber would be uh, um, exempt from a b five it seems like that this is now coming out right after that happened because if we had a, if AB, if a b five had won and prop twenty two had got the no vote in California. And everybody there had to be employees. Whether California, whether Uber had left California or not, I almost guarantee you they would not be at the CDC saying that, that drivers are non-health essential workers right now because they would not want to be clarifying anything more about the issue they'd be facing with employees. So this was only done because drivers were allowed to stay independent contractors. So again... Uber PR stunt. We see this every week, guys. If you're noticing a pattern with me saying Uber PR stunt, it's because it's a tag of mine on this show. And it happens all the time. And we're sick of it. And Uber knows we're sick of it. Um, So that's all it is. A study from the University of Massachusetts um, on rideshare and regarding the pandemic and COVID um, found that the best way for drivers and passengers to stay safe is for the window to be down far like in the front seat farthest from the driver and in the back seat farthest from the passenger so i the driver in the united states drive on the left side of the car um and there would be nobody up front with me, so the window that by this study I would have open is the passenger window up front. So if a passenger um, calls for a ride and I and I pick up that ping, then the passenger gets in the back seat on the passenger side. According to this study, the other window that should be open is the window behind the driver, but now. The passenger doesn't want to be in the back seat with air hitting them 90 miles an hour or 40 miles an hour or 30 miles an hour or whatever, let's just say, or it's raining or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know. When I first saw this study, the only reason I'm even bringing this up is because personally, I've thought of, I've just been bringing this in my head. I would rather have the passenger window, um, you know, one fifth cracked up front and the passenger window one fifth cracked in the back and whatever passengers would allow me, I would love for those, those two to be down more. But, um, but I wouldn't want the one behind me. And I know that that might create the cross ventilation so that it goes out the back. But I also feel like, uh, you know, if you're stopped at a light or you're stuck in traffic, and if you, the driver, cough and you cover your mouth, you don't, whatever, or what the mask doesn't help or whatever might be the worry, that if that gets airborne, that's sitting up there, that might get in the back anyway. And by the two passenger ones being open, I feel like the passengers who are coming in and out would at least be like that air would be pushing everything they're doing out if those two windows even were cracked. So we don't have to have them fully open. So odd study, odd findings, at least in my book, but maybe not, maybe. <laughs> I mean, they say that this is this study was done and this is the healthiest way to do it. So for me, the driver, to have the passenger down, if a passenger gets in, to have the window behind me, the driver down, and have the passenger sit on the other angle of me in the back seat. But again, that also only works with one passenger. If you got two and you got one behind you and one uh, farthest from you in the back, I'd still just want the two passenger windows cracked and opened. Now, if the other back seat person wants to crack that window too, I would like that if there's more than one rider. But that's just my two cents I wanted to put it in. Now, real quickly, I want to talk about the CARES Act. Um, We saw the PUA expire um, in July. There's tons of episodes we've done. You can go back and... Um, check on a bunch of them that, uh, talk about PUA. David and I spent many weeks in the beginning dealing with this and helping people. Um, but Congress is now looking at passing a $908 billion COVID relief package that would provide $300 weekly bonus for four months. Um, so it'd be like a PUA round two for half the amount, um, supposedly that has bipartisan support right now and that is supposed to be passing I, I don't know why it keeps falling flat because we keep hearing about it and then it goes away for a couple of days and then we hear the same loop again this has been happening for a couple of weeks now about how it is happening but it isn't happening because it hasn't happened now uh, President-elect Biden, who will be coming into office, is claiming that the 300 monthly is needed now before the holidays, and we need checks now. I don't think there's any time to get those checks out, and these articles are still coming out. Um, I don't think there's any time to get those article or the, that money out to people. Um, there's also talk of a second stimulus or another stimulus check at the beginning of next year, but the amount on that has no not been set at all. Um, part of the nine hundred and eight billion dollars also would go to uh, um, helping like Pfizer and help us uh, retain some more vaccinations that are down the loop that are down the pipeline but we don 't we don 't even know where that the reality of that is. The bottom line is is that people need the money, so we need to quit. L- already like this bill that hasn't even happened yet we need to quit allocating parts of that money to all these other things because this is what happened last time and everybody got kind of screwed and all these programs have like backfired and you know, there's just been some sketchy stuff going on this year on top of the on top of the global pandemic so it's um it's not ideal but anyway um biden is claiming that the 300 is needed now before the holidays I don't know how that could happen, even if it passed today. I don't know. The first time it passed, took them a month to get it into all our hands. Now, I know there might be some things in place to help that happen from what I already know about PUA a little quicker. But still, I don't think the stimulus could hit it that quick. But we'll see. And then Biden says that um, that is needed before the holidays. He said in early 2021, it's not going to be enough. We're going to need more. Okay, so... I love this idea since we're all in lockdown and it keeps happening and you know, we keep and, and the lockdowns end and then they get worse and we see the spikes and this, that, the other, but I don't see any way of funding this. I don't see how they're going to fund it. Um, it, it's a little more assuring to me when I know that bipartisan support is happening over this 908 billion, because I know that Nancy Pelosi's $3 trillion package is not doable. Um, but the 908 sounds doable to everybody. Now, that is when I start thinking, okay, this might happen because if it's getting bipartisan support, then that means both sides of the aisle see this as doable. As where they, the 3T, the $3 t the 3000000000000 they did not see as doable. So, um, again, we have a couple articles up on the website about that. Um, check it out. Uh, I think it's called, let's see what the article headline is called. Um, more unemployment benefits soon. A uh, new bill would give $300 a week to uh, to gig workers. And then, yeah, okay. So there's that. I don't really know. I don't think any of us are going to see anything this year. Um, and the one thing that we don't want, and in the article that I just referred you to on UberLiftDrivers.com that we have up there, um, you can see... What uh, what, um, what if unemployment benefits lapse without a new bill? I'll just run through them real quick. According to a report from the New York Times Thursday last week, um, without a new stimulus bill to extend programs, the programs established by the CARES Act, 7 million gig workers and contractors will lose benefits if the unemployment benefits lapse without a new bill. Okay, And all of us end here at the end of the year. 5 million will run out of unemployment checks. 7 million will face evictions. Approximately 21 million will need to start making student loan payments. 125,000 companies will lose tax incentives to not lay off workers. $150 billion of state and local government aid will expire. And that's all according to the New York Times last week. There is a link to that article within our article on Uber Lyft drivers. Again, the article, more unemployment benefits. Uh, soon, new bill would give $300 a week, what you need to know. Get, get Check that out. All the links are in there. And then, thank you, Jobby Aviation, because it looks like they're going to buy Uber Air. Ooh, thank you. Finally, okay, the last of the dead weight. Let's throw it in the fire. Uber's trying to unload all these things right now, and it's great. It's not. It's working as PR for them in terms of getting investors on board. Sure. But there is no PR to be had by dumping all these technologies that we thought or that they had alluded to that they had this whole time that they clearly do not have. Again, to go back to my crystal ball, if I have one, drivers will make three times the amount you make right now. You know, three circles on my crystal ball. Let's see what happens by the new year. and the last thing I want to talk about is back to this podcast this weekend that could happen. We don't know. Um, we will have to see. Uh, part of the reason we're doing this is the families of the fallen um, between uh, autonomy.jobs, withpara.com, uberliftdrivers.com, com, and a couple other people were getting on board with this. Uh, we want to talk about this families of the fallen so david pickerel if you're out there i'm gonna be contacting you this week and we got to talk because while uh one of the members of team para is here this weekend we should be doing this um but we need to get a few other things in place to be able to do this and have it be meaningful so we'll see where we get with that that said um watch for if we're going to do a weekend thing on this uh it should be fun never done the live video feed um through our youtube page so I guess you're just going to have to stay tuned to social media. If you follow us on Facebook, if you follow us on Twitter, if you follow us on any other social medias or uberliftdrivers.com, we will obviously post something on there by no later than Thursday if on Saturday we will be doing this. And that is the date that we have to work with. And we only have a small window of time. We have like from noon to four on Saturday mountain time. So I'm seeing what we can do. I know that Jimmy's down with doing it. He's going to be the one here from with para and, uh, and me. And so we'll see if we can get us guys together and do this in a meaningful way. I mean, him and I are already down. We can do it. We just need to make sure that our content that we want to get out there can happen. So that said, that's our week um go out there be good people give to a uh, um a uh, toy drive uh go buy some cheap uh, a couple cheap things on uh, buy a couple cheap things on amazon i saw it's like stocking stuff gifts or like some of them are like 70 percent off right now And these are black friday sales but like little tiny things and like you know you can go buy them for like they were say they were like you know Twelve bucks. They're like three dollars right now. Like buy five of them if you can. Fifteen bucks if you have a Prime account. They ship them. That's five gifts. Go throw it in a box for somebody. Um, for a kid, you know, um, it's a tough year for everybody. Try and make something out of Christmas for for somebody you don't know. Um, do something good for people you do know. And take care of yourselves, people. Um, we're all facing some mental health crises. Um, and anybody out there that says they're not. Uh, must own own the company 3M and all the PPE that's being sent out and is sold out for years to come uh, because unless you're making millions off this pandemic or billions, um, we're all suffering. And I know that um, one thing for sure, we're all suffering, adults, kids, everybody um, from cabin fever and, you know, Uh, holiday depression and things of that nature that are just all kind of folding in. And we got to beat it. You know, we got to get through this holiday holidays can be tough as it is on depression. And uh, um, you know, if you, you just make sure you, you know, even if it's just text, check in with people, especially, you know, if you're worried about people or whatever, just check in with them. Um, you know, a quick text, you know, if there' a, a lot of people aren't up for taking a call sometimes, so a quick text, whatever you can do, but out there, take care of yourselves, take care of others, be mindful of others, realize that you never know what's going on in somebody else's life. So, um, I know people are snappy. People are crazy right now, but let's, uh, let's just, uh, try and get through this year, you know? um it's it's been awful enough as it is till now so let's we can get through this we're already in the last month and let's see what 2021 brings it's all we got at this point we got to do the crapshoot on this one all right okay guys i'll see you next week here oh by the way uh we are starting to get together a list of um interviews for next year already, I'm kind of. I'm trying to do it uh, January through March. I'm trying to just scatter some interviews in there and see where we are, and then I'll probably put some more into. But um, we got some good ones, um, and I'm starting to lock down the dates. But so far, I don't know if we'll have. We might, you know. Hopefully, we're going to have with Para on uh, this weekend, which will put them on to the podcast next week, and I might have some. Uh, I might have a co-host uh, Marissa Eaton's uh, next week. And, uh, we'll see if that goes the way that I think if it does, there's a reason why that happens. Um, and, uh, and we'll present that at the time. So we'll see. Um, but for right now, we're getting through this year. We're going to get through it together. Okay. So I'll see you back, ne- back here next week on the rodeo. Y'all take care of each other. Peace.